Welcome back, everybody, to Divinely Growing. I am Leo Divine, and you're here with the full Divine crew. To start us off, our principles are... God, love, family, the church, and freedom to worship. Awesome. First, we're going to hand it over to Papa D to talk about Church 2 and Seal 2. Okay, so today, uh, I'm just going to give you a little overview. The most important thing of what's going on, I know a lot of you, some of you are like, what is going on in this world? It's so crazy. Don't lose hope. We're going to show you how you have the authority over the things that are going on around you. Do not feel defeated. We are here to build you up. We We are here to give you hope. These letters to the churches... You're going to see that Christ is there showing you there are going to be people coming and people going. The people that end up leaving, don't be, you're just going to, don't, don't, don't sweat them. Don't be dismayed. Don't be dismayed. Very good. Thank you. And keep filling us in as, as, uh, as it comes to you guys, right? But you're going to also see people coming in. And this, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about the body of Christ growing. God is going to weed out who are not supposed to be in there. All right? The ones that wanted to use the church for their own self, for their self need to, to for their self um, wants. Self wants, yes. They're serving the flesh and not the spirit. It is all about staying in the spirit. And we're going to sh- give you some examples through, this, through Scripture to show you that, yes, this is still a period of grace. You still have the authority over things in this world, on this world, because you're not from this world. When we look at the letters from the, the churches, you will see that God gives a choice between life and death. You can repent, you can not repent, but these are your consequences. And he explains to the, those in the, in the letters of the churches. And boy, oh boy, I like the consequences of life. I like the crowns because that is some good stuff. The fruit of the heaven, woo-wee, much better than the fruit of this world. Fruit of the Spirit is where it's at. Amen. And here we go with some scripture readings about the persecuted church. Ladies and gents, I'm handing it over to JJ and Chief. Okay, to start it off, we're going to start with 1 Peter chapter 4, 17 through 18. I'm going to be reading out of NIV. Let's begin. For the time is come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And, it, if, it, it, and if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Next, we're going to go to John 15, verses 19 to 20. If you belong to the world, it would love you as its own. As it is, you do not belong to the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. That is why the world hates you. Remember the words I spoke to you. No servant is greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. If they obeyed my teaching, they will obey yours also. Next, we're going to be going to Matthew chapter 5, verses 10 through 12. 
Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. And now, the authority. So where is all the authority that I've been talking? Where's this authority that I'm talking about, right? Well, we're going to see that in the seal, the second seal. In the second seal, we're going to see that the the writer, at least, at least this is the way the the this Holy Spirit has me interpreted. He isn't me interpreted as hopeful. These writers, the first writer, the body of Christ. The second writer is still the body of Christ. It's, it's these are the new prophets of God that are in control of the reins right now. The horse. Is right, yeah, from the blood, from, from previous uh, people being sacrificed. But again, who's sitting on the horse? It's us. The Lord has conquered. We model ourselves after the Lord because we have the spirit of the Lord. And, and as you read Scripture, you keep getting yeah, more deeper into it, you find that there are seven spirits of the Lord. But we won't get into that right now. So what is the horse representing then? The horse is gonna help is gonna represent false idols. For the second beast is like a calf. But when it when it says like, if it is like, then it is not it. So the calf, what we're gonna see is, is trying to represent the red heifer, which is purity. The red heifer was fulfilled when Christ was crucified. And resurrected. And knowing that, we see these false idols with, you know, bulls, cows, other things. Okay? We don't worship that stuff. We worship the one and true living God. And through him comes all great things. And just to give you some scriptures, I'm going to hand it back over to JJ and Chief Chief. Okay, to start it off, we're going to go to James chapter 3, verse 3. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. And finally, we'll go to 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 13. They will be paid back with harm for the harm they have done. Their idea of pleasure is to carouse in a broad daylight. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their pleasure while they feast with you. And just to help further explain that, there is no blemish on the red heifer. Okay? The red cow. That was, it's spotless. It atoned for all our sins. And when Christ died, he gave the power to us to have over this world. Don't forget, you are a child of God. You have great things within you because you are a child of God. So friends, don't be, don't be afraid or dismayed when you see problems to the left and to the right, death and destruction. Acknowledge the problem. But more importantly, focus on where the solution is. And that is in God.
Amen. That is where your power comes from. That is where the truth, the way, and the life. That is the way we live. We don't focus on that problem because then we will become a problem. We acknowledge the problem and focus on the solution. And when we focus on the solution, there is no more problem. Amen. Does anybody else have anything else to add? So as we were talking about the persecuted church, this keeping our hearts about all the evangelists that are out there, the missionaries that are you know, in these countries and, and that are hostile to us. And we pray for them and their safety and that they have travels and mercies. Remember to remain steadfast in Christ. During these times of tribulation, we need to focus on who really matters. Not these physical things in the world, but the spiritual gifts that God has given us. Keep your eyes on the light, the truth, and the way. Thank you for joining us, and we hope to see you again next time on Divinely Growing. God bless.